All right, shop time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Now, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The Patriots of 2022 look a lot like the Patriots of 2021. They will be in a lot of games. They will beat some bad teams. They will lose two good teams, as we thought would happen this weekend. Chris Scheim, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Michael McNancy. And that is all depending on Mac Jones' injury, because if he's injured, uh, you may be in less games than you uh, intended. Yeah, maybe you'll know uh, when you're listening to this, uh, the diagnosis officially for Mac Jones, but the x-rays were negative. Uh, I guess a high ankle sprain is... The big concern right now, some potential tendon and ligament damage. I know, uh, listen to Tommy Curran's podcast this morning. Uh, he is suggesting that Mac will not play this week, uh, that for sure will be on crutches, and maybe it's a two- or three-week thing, a four- to six-week thing potentially. There's a report out there he could end up on the IR, which should knock him out for at least four weeks. And uh, that that would be uh, terrible timing, Shime, given that's the nice e- – well, it's supposed to be the easy, soft underbelly of the schedule with Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi at quarterback – I'm not sure it's going to be quite as uh, easy, but hey, man, I don't, I don't know uh, yet what the injury is going to uh, project long term for. But just, I would say it did not look great yesterday, Krishan. Yeah, uh, as internet doctor, the way he was oh, like yelping yeah. in pain, I was under the impression that he might have popped his Achilles. Uh, Wiggy seems to believe that popped Achilles are more non-contact injuries, not necessarily when a guy gets rolled up on you, but just the way he was in pain. I've had my fair share of high ankle sprains. I've had a couple of them actually. Uh, and I, I tend to give football players far more credit for having a higher pain tolerance than someone like me, some jabroni like me. Um, so if he's in that much pain, I don't think it's just a high ankle sprain. I just, I don't, I can't, I can't envision that. It has to be, it, to me, it's something far worse than that. Yeah, and we can speculate for another hour, but we'll, I'm sure we'll know by the time we talk tomorrow. Probably. Uh, get an idea. They're going to go to the Packers. We'll talk about that game. And, and, and look, there was... Mac made some good throws, man. He and Devontae Parker were excellent uh, in that game yesterday. But it's just a it's a different Mac Jones than than I was led to believe the Patriots had. You know, the Mac Jones that I thought they had, Shime, was the super accurate, you know, machine like matriculate the ball downfield, and he just make a way. I, I knew he. I, I thought he would take a step backwards in year two because of the new offense, the coaching staff, and the lack of talent. I still was not prepared for not only that he's making good throws. Uh, he had some good throws yesterday, but that interception in the red zone is all time bad. You can't. You you like, can't what are you doing pick. inside the five? You can't turn the ball it's a field over goal. there. It's even if thirty-one twenty-nine, just don't turn it over. Even it's thirty-one twenty-nine. Even if Parker ran the wrong route, as Fourier believes he did. He, and, I mean, and the, and the, the video today did. says that he did. Yes. Well, yes. so w- Wiggy would away. have you believe otherwise. But regardless, even if he ran the wrong route, don't throw the damn ball take a sack go down throw it away that's fine because then you just get three and you get out of there with points it's 31 29 i I would i would urge wiggy to go i mean Devontae parker said after the game he missed the audible and there's video today going around of them checking to the the audible then checking back to the first play so and the three receivers on the right three receivers on the right all confirm it Devontae parker puts his palms up and then said after the game yep miscommunication second time by the way in two weeks uh, three weeks, they have a red zone miscommunication, Devontae Parker and Mac Jones. It doesn't change the fact. Just throw the ball away. Yes, it's take that the simple. three points. Yeah, yeah, it's that simple. Just don't don't make the pass. It's it's yeah. not that hard. So, I, I don't know. What did you think of Mac yesterday? I Sean? thought he was You're, awful. I yeah. thought he was – decision-making is 
regressing far faster than it should. He feels very Baker Mayfield-esque to me, where it's like he makes some highlight throws. Like, that throw to Aguilar was a dart over the middle of the field. Unfortunately, Aguilar would go on to drop it. That's not Mac yep. jo- or, or fumble, fumble it. it yeah. That's not Mac Jones's fault. But, like, that throw, I'm like, wow, that's a good throw. A hard, like, that had some pop to it. It was right over the middle of the field, right in open space. Great throw. But then he makes just these ridiculously dumb decisions like the one in the end zone these 50 50 balls to parker that are just losing like the success I think that's their offense now though i don't know but if that's, that's him or it's but that's their no like an nfl offense shouldn't be running that you look around the league teams don't throw 50 50 balls anymore that's not the way you play you don't you don't try and out physical guys you try to get open and get in space and i think it might just be a disconnect from the way belichick views passing game in the nfl and the current nfl offenses and that may be very true but like that's not how receivers are supposed to do that. What you're supposed to do is what Parker was doing early in the game, which was I'm going to cut my route off, back shoulder throw. Great play. Like that was an, a down the I think it was down the left sideline close to the goal line. Parker cuts oh, off the toe, route. That toe tap at yes, the sideline. Mac throws a, a great what ball a down. Again, another flash from Mac. Great ball down the sideline. Uh, Parker cuts it off, and he makes a great catch. Awesome. It's a great play. But then it's just there's too many bad decisions from Mac Jones, in my opinion. And and he's like, it's weird because we're in this spot in the NFL where there's clearly like the elite quarterbacks, the very good quarterbacks, and then there's this group of quarterbacks that are like too good to be backups, but probably sh- like aren't going to be playoff winning quarterbacks anytime soon. And, and I think Mac is slowly falling into that group. And yeah, that's not I, a good I, thing for the Patriots. I, I just, I, I, it's tough to, it's just not the offense or not the Mac I expected. So no, I'm not, I'm not, not going to make all. that. He, I mean, it, today, unbelievably like he has. So right now, Mac Jones is averaging 8.1 yards per attempt. That's more than Stafford, Winston, Burrow, Derek Carr, uh, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, like it's one of the high. It's it's actually right behind Lamar Jackson yards per attempt uh, of guys are, that aren't just throwing one or two passes. Guys who have like confirmed uh, passes this year. Hertz is one, Tua, Lamar, Mac is four. Mac is four in yards per attempt. He also is tied for the league lead in the in, in the league, in the NFL in picks. So it's just not the Mac I expected. Chime like the the Mac that I saw last. It's just that they're going about a different way, and I, I'm not sure it's best for. The way he plays football. It's definitely uh, and they, not. they ran a couple of play actions yesterday. Congratulations, Patriots. They now have run the second fewest play action passes in the NFL. The Saints are now at 14%. Patriots are 15%. So they're still not using that. Um, he made some good throws, like you said. But you can't, given the way their team is set up, you can't afford the mistakes he's made like, uh, on this team right you're now. You're right. He's tied, he, he's, he's tied for the most 20-plus yard plays of any quarterback in the NFL so far that's, through three games. That's great, and I would say normally that's really good, except when you're 31st in passer rating. Like, that that's something – like, if he was, you know, high 80s-ish, like right in the middle, this would be – he would be playing excellent, but he's not. Like, it's great your yards per attempt is high. That's good that you want to attack downfield. I like that personally. I think that's a better way to, to, to go about your offense. I wish – other teams, <clears throat> the Chargers would do that more often, <laughs> um, especially with a guy who has an absolute effing cannon, but they don't. Um, and, and, but the issue is, is if you're going to do that, you have to make good decisions with the football. And Devontae Parker is the ultimate, ultimate trap. He had 150-plus yards yesterday's game. He was great. The two games prior, he was mm, basically awful. And with that, Mac Jones's f- or four interceptions came on four targets to Devontae Parker. 
It, yeah, it, you, have you have to be you, smarter you, than that. It sounds like you have less uh, you have less patience than I do. I'm just not sure what I know. You don't like Mac, but I'm not sure what you expected with this coaching staff and this group. I, no, I just, I, trust me. I blame I blame Bill more than anybody. Like this is not I. I don't believe Mac's regression is entirely on him. Like, don't get me wrong. I just also think you're seeing more of who Mac Jones is because it's like everybody was so excited. They're like, oh, this kid's really good. He makes good decisions. But they also kind of kept the leash on him last year. Now you take the leash off of him a little bit. You have him play more aggressive, and he's making bad decisions. So maybe his decision-making isn't as good. But at the same time, I also don't th- – I-, I agree with you that the – the coaching staff isn't putting him in the best position, but in the positions he's in, he, he's not making good decisions. Like there's yeah. other decisions to be made. There are decisions that aren't even uh, that are interceptions were bad decisions. Like that that yeah. throw on fourth down yesterday, when you're throwing it six yards short of the line of scrimmage into a guy who's double covered. Like, like, like what are we doing? Take a step and throw it to Devontae. Pa- like throw it and, to the and, sticks. What yeah, are you that, doing? That, I, I hate when quarterbacks do that. Um, and oh, just really uh, for, for a guy who is is given credit as a smart quarterback. Um, for as bad as the pick he threw in the end zone, and I, I saw Curran tweeted out calling it, you know, Bledsovian, and he's right. Drew Bledsoe would just chuck it up there and say, "Oh, good luck, go get it." He can't do that, and he also can't throw it that short of the sticks. So he turned the ball over three times. Uh, he basically another fourth down play where he left it short. Uh, I don't think he's going to play this weekend, and I, I think the odds may suggest uh, Shine. We'll get to that in a second. Anything else? Any leftovers from uh, yesterday's game before we get to next week and some of the betting results from yesterday? No, I, I think that's about it. Uh, it was a five-and-a-half-point spread. We joked about the look-ahead line and said if you want to jump in now and tease the Packers down to getting half a point, might be a good time to do it. Uh, if you did, you'd probably feel pretty good because the line has now gone to 10. I think that basically states that they don't think now the market to 11, doesn't by think. The way. Uh, okay. The market, does not, the market does not think. That Mac is going to play next week, uh, and he saw this play out yesterday. There was a, a lot of discussion that uh, that Jaguars line moved because they thought that Herbert wasn't going to play. And then, uh, amazingly, before they even made the announcement, the line started creeping back up. So they're like, okay, they're going to try to play him, which might have been a mistake. Why was he playing down a million points I with have a, no uh, idea. rib cartilage in the fourth quarter? Uh, but we're sitting at eleven right now, Chris Shyman. I mean, you texted at seven thirty-five this morning saying we got to talk about this line. So it's eleven. Patriots are on the road. We think Brian Hoyer is the quarterback. What's the early Monday morning take for Pats and Packers? As soon as this podcast is over, I'm driving to New Hampshire, and I am placing a bet. I'm going to be taking the New England Patriots plus 11. Uh, uh, I might even State I, your and, case. Uh, state it, your case. Here's the thing. The Green Bay Packers play one of the slowest paces in all of football. That's they, what they sure like to do. do. If you watch that grind yesterday oh, against God. the Tampa Bay that Buccaneers. Was, uh, just horrendous. And so this game is going to be slow. Uh, I think the – Patriots defense will have some things tightened up a little bit after getting absolutely walloped by Lamar Jackson. Belichick will not allow that to happen again. Uh, Rodgers, I feel like to Belichick is a much more easy, or much easier task to contain, especially without Devontae Adams on the field. And so for him, it's going to be more about focusing on those two running backs. It's going to be similar to that Tampa Bay game. He's going to take a lot of what Tampa Bay did and just try to slow that game down. And I mean, I think this game could finish 10-3. to Like, this game is just... It just screams, screams slog, slog, slog. And to me, that means close game. And in a game where the game's going to go under 40 points, I want the underdog almost 10 times out of 10. Like, it's, it's, especially when the underdog is double digit points. Uh, This line is probably going to continue to go up, which is remarkable to me. I, I, even with Brian Hoyer, like, I think the Patriots are going to keep it within 12 points. I I just, I I think you're going to see a lot of running the football. 
I am I am so in on taking the Patriots getting double digits this week. Is it a money line play or just gonna play the spread? No, at no, no, no. I have I have zero zero belief the Patriots will win the football game. But uh, keeping it within uh, double digits, I think, is uh, very very likely. Yeah, you could get it at um, look at the money line number now. Uh, it was two to one. Now it's like four to one. Like, why would I not places. tease this plus four twenty five in some books right now? Why would I not tease this right now to Patriots plus seventeen and under forty seven? Because it is Brian. I mean, because it's Brian Hoyer. I mean, it's my initial reaction. His last couple games he started in the NFL have not been good. I think the most recently there was a game against Kansas City where the dude forgot how much time was left in the at the end of the first. Yeah, but how? He's just here to be a coach. But how bad did they lose that game against Kansas City? They kept it close. Uh, Yeah. All right. Uh, Last so his two starts: eighteen of thirty-nine for two hundred four, one touchdowns, three picks, and a fumble. Uh, and then the Kansas City game, 15 for 24, 130, a pick and a fumble as well. They lost 26-10 and 16-12 were the two losses. The 26-10 was Kansas City, 16-12 was Miami. Those were his last two starts in the regular season, 2019 and 2020. I, he, he probably has a better chance to win the Bailey Zappi, and I, I get your thesis on it, but you said, why shouldn't I tease it up? Because it's Brian Hoyer, who, again, is only here, we think, Shime, as a backup quarterback, is also like part-time coach and like kind of gets like he's not – He's not really in the upper echelon of backup quarterbacks. Um, he's here to sort of coach and, and be a mentor to Mac. He's not that good. So you, I understand the thesis. I respect you jumping in now because if we do get word today at some point that Mac is hobbled but going to try to play, it may actually come down a little bit if it's Mac versus Hoyer. So I think, I think, I think getting it now is a good time to get it. Unless you think, I want to wait until exactly when they rule Mac out and then everyone who's on the fence is then going to bet the Packers lay the points and make it a better number. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna interesting question. I think I'm gonna dip a little bit today, uh, not 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 a whole lot, but just a little dip today uh, at the eleven because I really like eleven. I don't want it to go yep. back under ten. Uh, I was I literally had texted my buddies. I said this number at six o'clock in the morning was at nine. It is now eleven four and a half hours later. Um, so I uh, as I texted them and I said if this number gets to ten and a half, I guarantee I'm gonna go bet this. Um, and, and it is now eleven. So I am absolutely going to go and at least place a wager on it. Probably not my my full wager, my full unit, if you will. Um, but I, uh, if the number keeps going up over the course of the week, there's a good chance I go back Saturday or as I'm driving home Sunday morning from Maryland uh, that I that I place another bet. Uh, as far as the rest of the slate went, I mean, I, we were lucky to to get home with Lamar Jackson by half. I, mean, I got it at, at half a yard. Oh. Like I, I had a two seventeen and a half. Yep. They credit him with two hundred eighteen passing yards, literally to the final second. It took to get that over. Um, I we we gave it out at two fourteen before the number went up. Uh, so it went back to, down to two fourteen on Sunday. It was actually plus. It was even money at two fourteen and a half on Sunday morning. It was not that Saturday when I no. It was not. Uh, so unfortunately, I, we, we were lucky to get that home. The rest is not I mean. The, the, it's weird. The, this is why it is so tough to consistently win in the NFL. Like how how nuts was the, the, the how well did they nail that total in Minnesota, Detroit? It was fifty two fifty two and a half the entire week? It lands on fifty two. I push everywhere on every same game parlay. Everything yep. just it hinged on that right there. Not e- and that was that was the difference. That push. Was between a winning and losing weekend for me. That's how I was invested in that over. And by the way, I knew we were dead in the first quarter. Back to back missed field goals. I yeah. thought this is going to come back to haunt us. It lands fifty two. We get the stupid push. I get a loss on Merloni Fourier and Mego because I have fifty two and a half. That sucked for me. That result basically submarine the weekend. Even in the the Bucks lost didn't even matter as much because 
I had a lot of things hinging around that total. I felt that strong about Detroit and Minnesota. Yeah, that Lions game killed me Ugh. because it's like I, I hit – I hit all over Swift, the place on Lions on, on Lions team total over twenty three yeah. and a half. I was hitting left and right because they hit twenty four, and it's like again Vegas great line. Amon Ra seventy three and a half lands on seventy three for some god unfor- for god forsaken reason. They gave twenty carries to Jamal Williams and only seven to DeAndre Swift. I don't understand it. I just don't. They're both averaging the same yards per carry. So and this, and this is where. I bought it. I forget if it was Tom Pelissero or it was Ian Rappaport who said Swift is feeling better, expecting to be much more, have a much bigger uh, uh, share Roll. of the load this yep. weekend. And then Jamal completely outtouched him. Somebody named, it's not even Josh Reynolds, like Craig, Craig, Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds? Yes. He, so I, I, I've done this too many times now. I'm done listening to Pelissero and Rappaport. They're constantly wrong about this. I heard more involved. I felt confident in the play. I played him at DFS. I played the over in yardage. Trivia time. And the time. guy's losing. He's losing snaps to everybody. Trivia time. Do you know where Craig Reynolds went to college? UNH. No. no. Uh, Cutstown University of Pennsylvania. No. Yeah, he cut my, my <laughs> bank account. This is what he did yesterday. <laughs> Thankfully, the other Reynolds, jo- one of the only other Josh things there right yesterday, up. Josh Reynolds was awesome. He was, I think, 5 for 96. Yeah, 6 um, for 96. He's a legit thing there in that offense for yep. Detroit and that Minnesota secondary uh, gives a bunch of yards, but I think I think two and two officially on props. So uh, the 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 over there killed me. Were you five and three in the eight picks? That's good. That's uh, good, four, right? Yeah, four five th- and three. So I bad. hit. Uh, yeah, because I hit on Lamar, the Cordero Patterson, easiest hit of he my life. Awesome. One hundred and forty-one awesome. yards on the ground. He was great. Uh, perfect week to fade Cooper Cup, your boy. Right again. I wasn't confident on it. We talked about it, and I committed to it, and uh, I'm really glad I did. Uh, again, the, what did he end up with? Oh, he had a touchdown running. I saw that. He yeah, he, I think touchdown. he only had 60 yards. No, uh, four for 44, and he ran oh, 40, one in. That was it. Yeah. Oh, yes, Garonic had like 68 or something like that. Um, and then on top of it, I, I texted you Sunday morning, and I yelled, oh, my God, yeah. all caps, oh, my God, I forgot to give out Christian Kirk. Because once again, Christian Kirk was priced at 59 and a half yards. So, unfortunately, I'm not counting that towards my record. I uh, I did in fact bet that I bet a heavy amount on it. We cashed on that. Zero problems there. Unfortunately, didn't give it on the podcast, so it doesn't count for my record. Uh, what are we looking at tonight? I see the Giants is a one point favorite in an ugly game to close out the week. Daniel Jones against Cooper Rush. My initial thought is, I kind of want to bet against the backup quarterback. I know it's the Giants. I know it's uh, uh, I know it's kind of crazy that they're the favorite here against a team like the Cowboys, and Micah Parsons is really, really, really good. But I kind of want to bet on Dayball, and I kind of want to bet against Cooper Rush is my initial take, and I have one prop idea, but I'm going to let you go first. You sound much more locked in to Monday Night Football than I am, Chris Schott. So I'm actually on the opposite side of you that, uh, this time. Okay. I, uh, I'm taking the Cowboys. Uh, I'm, taking the, I'm taking the Cowboys money line here, uh, and there's a couple reasons. One, defer, just immediately just thinking about it, I cannot imagine a world where the Giants, Dolphins, and Eagles are the only 3-0 and teams in football. Can't do okay. it. That's so, not, oh, so that's just the, okay, your yeah, gut check analysis. Okay, gut, good. gut check first. War, Warren then, Sharp is not pushing that stat. No, 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 no <laughs> not pushing that one. But then I look into it a little bit. Uh, I think this Giants defense is actually sneaky, not great against the pass. Uh, they haven't intercepted a pass yet. They're allowing close to seven yards per attempt. I just think they've played bad quarterbacks, having drawn Tannehill in week one and then Baker Mayfield last week, who I think absolutely stinks. Um, so I And Cooper Rush, to his credit, has actually been pretty good in the 
uh, you know, only two starts he's had in the NFL. So I actually like the uh, Cooper Rush over 208.5 tonight uh, for passing yards. I like the Dallas money line. And to tie that tie with that, I like Noah Brown uh, over 36.5 yards. I mean, the first two weeks of the season he had 168, and yet his prop number is 36.5. And, and this could easily be a trap. I don't buy it. I, I just think it's a mispriced line. I think they're like, who the hell is this Noah Brown guy? But because it's a backup quarterback, he has played more reps with guys who aren't on the first team. Noah Brown, not normally on the first team, but he's Cooper Rush's guy. He's essentially, in my opinion, the number one receiver right now for the Dallas Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb is actually technically the number two. And well, so are you, are you I, factoring I, in that Gallup is likely to play tonight? Yes, I am factoring that in. I, don't, okay. I, I think the lack of... Time with with Gallup. Again, Cooper Rush doesn't have a lot of practice with Gallup. Gallup's now just coming back from injury. I think Noah Brown is still uh, the focal point of the passing offense. And so for me, 36.5, too low for Noah Brown. This number should be around 50. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Noah Brown over as well. I would lean Giants uh, in the game itself and lay the point at home. Uh, I am uh, going to for sure play one prop that's going to be over three and a half receptions for Saquon Barkley because one of my theories is going to be a lot of pressure by Dallas, a lot of dump downs. He's got uh, six and four catches respectively here in his first couple games, seen a bunch of targets. They've actually used him much better. Shocker. Uh, the day ball is using him better than Joe Judge wow. did. Uh, Saquon looks healthy. He looks like the old Saquon. Uh, I'm going to want the over on three and a half catches. And if you're playing DFS tonight and they rule out uh, Dalton Schultz, I guess it's a PCL injury, Shime, it sounds like. It seemed he had really practiced much at all this week. Uh, Jake Ferguson um, is the guy who's going to step in and probably be the every down tight end. He was the every down tight end when Schultz went down in week two. So you can probably play Jake Ferguson in DFS. I didn't see any props up for him yet, um, but I might be interested there depending on how low they put those, if he's going to start. Because I always feel like backup quarterback, Shine want to dump it off to running backs and to, to like the tight ends middle of the field. So Jake Ferguson of the Cowboys would be interesting to me. But uh, leaning Giants and over three and a half catches uh, is Saquon Barkley, my, my, my prop play tonight for sure. Yeah, and so the other uh, – the one last prop I have for you, another – yeah. actually, I have a Saquon prop as well. Kind of oh. a weird one, though. I'm going to go with Saquon longest rush over 15 and a half yards. Um, the Dallas defense is allowing about 4.4 yards per carry. Um, and I think Saquon, like you said, he's as healthy as he's ever been. And the best way to beat a good pass rush is run it right down their throat. You see Belichick do it against the Rams. You've seen other teams do it against Von Miller uh, when he was with the Broncos and things like that. That's the best way you beat a good pass rush. Uh, and so I think Saquon might have a good opportunity for a strong day. Uh, and breaking off a 20-yard run seems very plausible to me. And by the way, he's going to get the touches to do it. Through two yep. games, 24 touches per game, and 84% snap rate, according to Establish the Run, which means... Uh, they're keeping him on the field, Sean. Wow, good players on the field. Shocker, Kendrick right? Bourne, Bill. Kendrick Bourne. I, I get so, him on the field, Bill and Matt and Joe. What are we doing? Did you, I don't know if you heard our interview with Bill Belichick this morning. Um, I tried to get an answer out of him about that because little Jordan Humphrey played the He's second most snaps I know. Yeah. Uh, at, of receivers. He had 54 snaps to Kendrick Bourne's 18. And uh, Bill was like, yeah, well, you know, uh, certain players are out there at the plays we want to run, a.k.a. little Jordan Humphrey is a good run blocker. We want to run the football more. Little Jordan Humphrey is going to get on the field, and Kendrick Bourne will not. Because I have a feeling that's why he's more in the doghouse, because Kendrick Bourne doesn't want to run block. He wants to run out and catch passes like a receiver generally wants to, uh, and, and Bill's mad about it, and that's why he's playing little Jordan Humphrey. Yeah, I don't know why he's not playing, but every time he gets on, we four catches yesterday and only 18 snaps. Like, clearly, Mac likes Kendrick Bourne. 
He's good. In the, I mean, Jacoby Myers doesn't play, and Kendrick Bourne plays 18 snaps. I, I, the one thing that the one interesting thing about this season was going to be Mac Jones' development, and like you said, Chime, now he's hurt. Now he's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks, and whatever hope they had, I mean, for for as dead as my Raiders over and a half wins uh, bet ticket is, yep. my I feel like my Patriots under eight and a half wins feels pretty good right now. Yeah, three, and three it, it's so weird uh, that last season Mac Jones's favorite targets it seemed were Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry, and so far this season oh. Kendrick Bourne cannot get off the get get on the field, and Hunter Henry can't get any targets. I don't know what's going on here. Don't understand it. I, I chalk it up to Matt Patricia's a boob. That's generally my excuse nine times out of ten. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. I'm trying to see right now. This is updated to the three weeks. I'm looking at target info for the Patriots. This can't be right. This has got to be maybe a week. Uh, is little Jordan Humphrey. How many is uh, Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry has four targets all year? Uh, no, he true? has five. He had three in week one, one in Pittsburgh, but he didn't record a catch, and then one this week, which he recorded an eight-yard catch. All right, so this is this was through two weeks. Okay, gotcha. All right, so was my oh, – it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Five targets in three weeks for Hunter Henry, who I had nine li- touchdowns last year. I got little Jordan for three targets through three games, and Henry has five. <laughs> this the, I mean, I don't. honestly – Honestly, what do we expect? Yep. What do we expect? Oh, I'm sorry. I got to add one more prop win. Thank you, Jeff Wilson. Excellent job oh, running yes. the football. Very well night. done. Uh, well over his total. Yep. So that was, that was an easy cash. Oh, and the other thing we need to do, we never Jimmy, even did this. Jimmy we were Garoppolo. just we were too tied up with the Patriots and our props. We never yeah. went through our uh, record for the week. So because I think we have an issue. So I went one and two. I hit on Atlanta plus one. I missed yep. on Philly Washington over because Washington did nothing. And yep. I missed on the Chiefs because the Chiefs straight up lost. You, however, went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. You hit on Baltimore minus three. That was your one-point game, just like my Atlanta. You yep. pushed on the total in Detroit, Minnesota at 52, and you missed on Tampa Bay. So, do you get any credit for the push on your two-point pick? Yeah. Oh, I mean, not. I mean, it, the record is the record, but from where you, you and I go, I get first pick. Okay. I get half credit, right? Uh, I, I guess so. I think that's the tiebreaker because technically we both te- have— tiebreaker, Yeah, t- tiebreaker should be who had fewer losses. Yep. Then you then you win the tiebreaker. Okay, that's I needed to establish that. So now for the podcast, our one, records one, 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 on our one, Friday one. picks. I am yeah. five and four. You are four four and one. You are the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> you put all this work in a four. I mean four four and one. I mean this. What a joke. I'm just. It's all right. You want to know a good stat? That was frustrating. Go ahead. Twenty eight and fifteen on props this year, baby. Let's keep it that's, up. That's that is excellent. We'll take that. Sixty six percent hit rate right now. All right, so people that are listening to this driving to New Hampshire right now are going to bet your two props for tonight again are over on Noah Brown. What's the number right now? Uh so three props tonight. Cooper yep. Rush over two oh eight and a half passing yards. Yep. Uh Noah Brown over thirty six and a half receiving yards, and Saquon longest rush over fifteen and a half yards. I'm going to be on Saquon over three and a half receptions. As you said on Saturday, when you were fighting through whatever you're dealing with, uh, when you don't, when you don't have a huge opinion, give out your, the the one thing you're confident you're going to play. And I'm confident in four or more catches tonight for Saquon because Micah Parsons is going to be all over uh, Daniel Jones's butt. And he's got to get out of the backfield. So that's my guess. I like it. Uh, that's my best guess as my most uh, likely prop hit. Uh, the Red Sox season is in a weird spot right now, folks. Officially eliminated yesterday from playoff contention. They're done. And I, I don't know the motivation, so I'm not, I'll am not. i pick tonight on the Red Sox pregame show. But against Jordan Lyles, now what kind of lineup are we going to see from uh, Alex Cora? Uh, how aggressive is going to be? Like, is Connor Seabold going to go deep in this game, or they just try to get him work? So 
Nothing official for the Red Sox tonight. They have a week to a week to go in their season, officially eliminated. And today the Celtics underway. I'm sure very very fun media session. Uh, getting ready to be prepared over at uh, the, the the New Balance Building. Oh yeah, I bet Wick and Brad today. are thrilled. Yikes! Uh, what is the, what did their official win total go down to? Uh, let me pull it up right now. Bet. I can pull it up right now. You can probably get it faster than I can. Yep, I got it right in front of me here. So it's 50, 56, uh, 55 it and a half, 56 over much of the summer. It was down to 54 and a half. We talked about this on Friday morning. What is it now? Shockingly, it's only down to 53 and a half. It's still the highest win total on the I'd board. S- I'd still have the under. Yeah. I'd still be, I mean, I, I, am on, I'm, I bet the under again at 54, so uh, I'd still be under 53. I wow. just don't. We'll see. It's gonna, as you guys were talking about today, I, I missed the Belichick interview, but I did hear a couple of minutes on it. This is going to get worse. Um, and uh, if you if you follow Kevin Frazier, formerly of uh, NBA on TNT, now does like E Entertainment or whatever, he's reporting that the the whole affair was caught uh, was exposed because of a a ring doorbell where the the <laughs> wife of a husband of the Celtics was like talking about it on the ring doorbell and he heard about it. So and she and the, the female staffer was still helping Neil Long move because she was in the process of moving here. So. Uh, it's going to get ugly. I don't think it's good for the Celtics, even if Joe Mazzulla is like some great 34-year-old coach. So I'd still be betting on the under. They get underway here this week. Subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, rate, and review, Chris Scheim. Uh, NFL Week 3 in the books tonight. Uh, pretty decent game on, on Thursday now. Dolphins and Bengals Thursday night football. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, how, pretty who would have thought that the Dolphins and Philadelphia Eagles would be the only 3-0 and teams right now heading into Monday night football? I mean, good good job by the Dolphins to beat the Bills this week. There's a little there's a little Patriots thing going on with that uh, Dolphins team. So they have got, a lot of that nobody believes in us mentality, and, and they have a lot of that bend but don't break. I mean, Buffalo had the ball yep. for 40 minutes. Josh Allen threw for 400 yards, and they and the Dolphins won the game because of the red zone defense. Yep, they, Buffalo was, was two and four in the red zone. That that was the difference in the game. Miami was three and three. Buffalo was two and four. That was the only difference in the game. Otherwise, Buffalo dominated every other category of the game. Sure did. Um, Patriots, by the way, gave up scores in five out of five red zone trips yesterday. Too. They also really. their scoring percentage, I believe, is either thirtieth or thirty second in the league. I saw that stat uh, floating around on Twitter today, so uh, you can't have that. I did uh, make myself feel better off a very uh, below average betting day yesterday by seeing that Lamar Jackson now seven to one to win the MVP. Chris Shine. It's a beautiful thing, Mutt. I-, I think at this point it is right now. It is a race between Lamar and Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen's still like there. He's, He's the hanging fa- well, around. He put up but... unbelievable numbers yesterday. Too. Yeah, I mean, he put all. up 400 yards in a loss. So and only and didn't throw a pick. Um, so I understand why Josh Allen's there, but in my opinion, right now, I think it's Lamar and Jalen Hurts just because of what they bring to their teams and what they have done. Um, those guys to me are the front runners, and then I think Josh Allen is is lagging right behind them. We added seven uh, at twenty to one. He's seven to one through three games. That's trending in the right direction for us, Sean. Yeah, and very and much him, so. by the way, him winning, him continuing to win, is really good. The problem, of course, is the Eagles' schedule is awfully soft. Like yeah. they, the, well, they're going to fly by their win total. Speaking of Lamar games. winning games, guess who he draws this week? The one and only Buffalo Bills. Oh, that'll be great. That's Sunday night. Yeah, no, Sunday afternoon. That's not a primetime game? No, I believe that is a 1 o'clock game. I believe the primetime game Sunday night is uh, KC-Tampa Bay. Oh, it is, yeah, because uh, they showed that promo for it. Like, oh, boy, after watching Brady play, they may want to be out of that game. Oh, they would love to have. Oh, Bills. That's a Bills Sunday, Ravens, that's not even, a, four, that's, that's that's not even a 425 game. Two great games at 1 o'clock. Bills-Ravens, and I never thought I'd say this, Jaguars-Eagles. Two great games at 1 o'clock. We get to watch two great games at 1 o'clock and then get watch, watch the Patriots lose into the most 
ugly, slow, gross game imaginable at 4.30. And it's only one of three. Ugh, I hate when they do this. Yeah, when they th- wait it. Four, three, Cardinals, four Panthers, games? Broncos, Raiders, Patriots, Packers. Dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. There should never be this many 1 o'clock games. NFL, figure it out. There should be five 4 o'clock games every single week. Every week. The last thing I'll say, it's not a betting thing. It's more of a football thing. For everyone who was, like, uh, excited that Jimmy Garoppolo was back for San Fran, go watch last night's game. I was invested. <laughs> I, stayed up to, I stayed up to the bitter end. That And, and the, the spin afterwards of Jimmy G didn't have a playbook. It's, they they were trying to phase him out altogether. Go watch him watch him run out of the back of the end zone. Throw a pick six. Dan take Orlowski's the safety. So happy. Throw into traffic. You know, I, again, three. I've heard this comment multiple times already, but Dan, they're just showing the highlight now more for Dan. And by the way, yeah. Dan running out of the end zone was still worse than Jimmy. Juice. Oh yeah. Oh, hey, you want to know the good news too? I can do this for another hour because I just want to talk football. But yes, go ahead. Uh, go. <laughs> we get to see the 49ers in prime time again next Monday night. <laughs> I'll be betting against him with the Rams. I'll be on what's. I'll be on the Rams Monday night. I'll be alive to everything to the Rams. Uh, that'll be the focal point against Jimmy G at home. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Shime, you sound great. You sound healthier. Thank We're you. We're glad Thank you're you. back. We'll talk uh, Tuesday morning, buddy. Thank you. I can't wait, Matt. I'll talk to you tomorrow.